everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a really official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. We are coming off of that uh, Jaguars victory, and gosh, we have a lot to unpack in this episode. Plus, we are going to be sharing a really great conversation that we had recently with a very special guest in our virtual studio. So I bet we should probably just jump right into it, right? And I wanted to um, let our listener know you've got some allergy situation yeah, going on. I know. Nobody likes a stuffy nose, but so just, we're going to motor through. Yeah, just letting you know, I'll, I'll sound nasal this entire episode. <laughs> So the Titans played the Jaguars Sunday. The Titans came out with the victory, thirty-seven to nineteen. Big oh, high five to that. A lot of key improvements with uh, the whole team. Uh, the defense did a lot better than they did up in East Rutherford. They played strong. They got Trevor Lawrence on the ground. They didn't have any it. big plays happen. And Kevin Byard balled out that game. Yep, he did. We're going to talk about that. Yep. Uh, more So more on that later. And then the offense improved more again than they did back in New Jersey. But they still have a little bit more work to do on the offensive line with protecting Tannehill. He got sacked a couple times. So, yeah. yeah. Just other than that, a great game overall by the Titans. Yeah, it was a huge division win. So, Kaysen, what are the what's the standings right now with our place in the division? So we're first, Indianapolis is second, Houston is third, Jacksonville is fourth. And I know you mentioned a couple weeks ago, or gosh, it's been a while since we played the Seahawks, but you talked about getting grass stains on Russell Wilson's jersey, you know. Uh, But I was kind of tracking Trevor Lawrence's jersey a little bit during the... (laughs) During the game, and he had some grass stains on. Yeah, that that teal jersey looks pretty messy. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, not sorry for yeah. that, right? Yeah, sorry, not sorry. So, Kason, what was your favorite play from the game? The fumble at the beginning of the game and return for a touchdown yeah. by Kevin. That was that was my favorite play. Yeah, and who started that fumble off? Elijah Molden. That's right, friend of the pod, Elijah Molden. Yep, shout out to Elijah. Yeah, dude. My favorite play, actually, I have two. Um, uh, well, technically three because I love that first one. That really set the tone of the game, in my opinion, that first play with that Kevin Byard touchdown. But the Michael Pruitt wide open walk in touchdown was beautiful. Yeah. I don't know how they left him that open. Yeah. I don't care, but <laughs> we don't know and we don't care, right? Yep. The second favorite that I have would be really that the defense with that huge stop uh, after the Trevor Lawrence touchdown. Can you explain that to our listener? Yeah, so um, it was a good goal line stance by Mm -hmm. the Titans. Trevor almost got in, but it was reviewed and and determined he was short, and they just did a really good job. I think it was just an overall great performance, especially on the goal line. That Mm -hmm. that saved the game. Yeah. Without giving Jacksonville too much momentum. Yeah, Tier Tart was a big part of that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So we are just going to jump right into um, some cool stuff. Like I said before, we've got a lot to unpack. So, Kaysen, take it away. So this is from our friend Mr. Jim Wyatt in his article, Six Things That Stood Out from Sunday's Game on TennesseeTitans.com. Titans safety Kevin Byard was one of the game's most impactful players, and he made his presence felt on the first defensive series of the game when he scooped up a fumble and returned 30 yards for his first career touchdown. Then, on the final play of the game, Byard intercepted Trevor Lawrence's pass in the end zone. On the day, Byard finished second on the team with 10 tackles, along with the interceptions and fumble return for the score. It felt great, Byard said. I got my first NFL touchdown. Elijah Molden made a great play to knock it loose, and it popped up, and I was able to sprint it to the end zone. I'm just excited to make a play. Gosh, we were excited to make have him make those plays. I mean, oh yeah, I was screaming. You were screaming. I think I was screaming really loud. I was yeah. screaming stadium level screaming, yeah, and I was a little were. loud. <laughs> yeah, a little. I think loud. they heard me all the way in Jacksonville. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, KB also had the game-ending interception, and according to Mickey Ryan of Blaine and Mickey on Nashville's 104.5 The Zone, you should check that show out, by the way. It's really funny. Yeah. They are, they are on um, Monday through Friday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah, Central, one, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Shout out to Blaine and Mickey. Good show. Please check it out. And that is Blaine Bishop, former... Tennessee Titan. Yeah. 
and uh, Houston Oiler, Tennessee Oiler, Tennessee Titan. Yeah. Yeah. So the last interception by Kevin Byer to end the game was his 20th career interception, passing the record set by the other Titans' famous KB, Keith Bullock, Mr. Monday Night. That's right. It's crazy that, I mean, I say it's crazy, but it's really not. It's so cool to see the players that are currently on the roster breaking records that were set by previous players. And Derrick Henry had actually said that during a press conference he had after the game on Sunday. He was talking about Caleb Wagner. He's a high school running back who was born with one hand, coincidentally. Wow. Um, But he broke Derek's Florida high school single game rushing record. And so the Titans actually brought him to him and his family to the game on Sunday. And he was able to do a meet and greet with Derek and Derek congratulated him in person. But again, Derek said those records were meant to be broken. So it's really awesome to see these current players just smashing records. That's awesome, honestly. So Titans number 58, Harold Landry III, had a day on Sunday, oh too. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He sacked Trevor Lawrence twice in a row, and the second time ended a drive. That brings his season total to four and a half sacks. Awesome job, Harold. Yeah, dude. I mean, he was literally balling up. That second sack in a row was just, I mean, again, I was screaming. I'm sure they heard me in Jacksonville. <laughs> um, also, uh, who else had a day was King Henry again. We never mind that being on repeat, basically. Yeah. He finished the contest with 130 yards and three touchdowns, including a 10-yard touchdown run late. Again, this is from Mr. Jim Wyatt on TennesseeTitans.com. His article, Six Things That Stood Out from the Titans versus the Jags Game. So Derek's hometown of Yulee, Florida, is just north of Jacksonville. So this was my opinion in going into the game. You know... He had family at the game, and I just knew they would win. I knew the Titans would win because I felt like no one would want to embarrass the king with an L in front of his family. No. <laughs> I don't think they would want to be on the plane ride home yeah. with him after, if they had lost. I just That would have been sad. Yeah, that would, mm, yeah, sad is a good word. Jim goes on to say that Derek now has 640 yards and seven touchdowns on the season. And I was listening to some highlights uh, after the game on Sunday on Titans Radio, and we heard the voice of the Titans, our friend, Mr. Mike Keith. He gave Derek a new nickname after that first touchdown that he made. He called him the Yuli Bulldozer. Oh, yeah. I love that. Taking the step up over El Tractorcito. Yeah. Although that's still a really cool name. That is. All his nicknames are cool. Oh, yeah. So, first-round draft pick Caleb Farley came in for injured Christian Fulton and did pretty well. Yeah. Oh, looking forward to seeing him in future games. Yeah, I was really excited for him, and he—I just read some something that he did. I think he was talking in the press conference just saying how much he enjoyed being out there, and he was ready to keep going. Also, we'd like to give a shout-out to Titans defensive lineman number 98, Jeffrey Simmons. He is currently tied with Aaron Donald. Where's Aaron Donald from? Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) He's currently tied with Aaron Donald from the Los Angeles Rams for inside defensive linebackers with the most week five pressures. Wow. That's huge. That is huge. Yeah. Both of those guys generated seven total pressures. So way to go, Big Jeff. Shout out to Big Jeff. Yeah, shout out. And we'd also like to give a shout out to all those Titans players who are you know, still trying to find their way back after being injured, sending them lots of positive energy and healing vibes, right? Yeah. So now it's time for Titans trivia. I love it. So according to NFL on CBS. We love getting their stuff from them. Yeah. They actually have some really, really interesting stuff. Check it out sometime. So how dominant has Derrick Henry been? Hmm. Let's see. Yeah. The most rush yards over 40 game stretch in NFL history. Henry, with 4,792 yards from 2018 to 2021. Jim Brown of the Cleveland Browns, with 4,759 from 1963 to 1965. O.J. Simpson of the Buffalo Bills and the 49ers, with 4,739 from 1972 to 1975. Terrell Davis from the Denver Broncos with 4,597 from 1996 to 1998. 
and Eric Dickerson from the Rams with 4,594 yards from 1984 to 1986. They ended that by saying Derrick Henry was an absolute force. I cannot agree more. I know, right? I was just listening, and the only players that were even remotely close to 2018, the year 2018, is... Like, what, Terrell Davis in 1996 to 1998? That's literally 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. He's the current... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, and he's not done. He is still going. Yeah. And he's leading. So, he's on yeah. track for Hall of Fame, Correct. record-breaking forever. Yeah. Um, And King Henry has been nominated for the FedEx Ground Player of the Week for the fourth week in a row. Congratulations to Derek. Yeah. High five to that. Yes. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. And now for our NFL football fast fact. The Philadelphia Eagles are the only NFL team whose logo faces to the left. This is because the feathers uh, form an E shape. Uh, if you look closely at the logo, like the lines, like they form an E. Wow. Yeah. Uh, along the end of the logo. Yeah. But most teams would rather have, the, have a logo that faces forward in a language that reads left to right. I can't say that I ever wondered. but I mean, maybe I have, but it's just one of those things where, huh. That's a cool thing to know. So, good fact there, Kaysen. Now, it's time for Mr. Jim Wyatt's Bridges Report. As always, it's brought to you by <laughs> your mom. <laughs> I have to do that because it's hilarious to me. Okay. <laughs> I know how much you love it, too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. Okay, I said, can you pay me later? (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, Mr. Jim. This is Jim White of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's britches report is Navy jerseys and Navy britches. Okay, this I am in love with because of the fact that it's a repeat of last year's matchup against the Bills. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I I think I don't I really like the color combination. I love the all monochromatic, whether it's all white, all light blue, or all navy. So I'm here for it. Yeah, same. And of course we have our statistics from the wonderful Titans Uni Tracker on Twitter and Instagram. Since the redesign of the new uniform, the Titans are seven and three in this combination, which is pretty good. Yeah. And again, was worn in last season's 26-point win versus Buffalo, and it's the largest margin of victory in the all-Navy uniforms, which is incredible. Yeah. And one other fact is that it was also the only time in Titans history that we had a game on Tuesday night. I remember that. Like, they said something about it, and it's the fourth, it was the fourth time in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was all because games had been postponed and postponed, and with covid Schedule, I mean, yeah, with all everything that happened with COVID, but yeah. Shout out once again to Titans Uni Tracker for the cool stats. As always, it's my favorite segment. It's the seventh graders forecast and Kaysen's keys to the game. Thank you. So, <laughs> so this week is probably the most excited I'll be all year. I mean, besides besides some other weeks this year, we are facing the Buffalo Bills. On Monday Night Football oh my God. in Nashville, yes, that that stadium's going to be packed. And the Bills are coming in red hot. They mm-hmm. have won four straight since their week one loss to the Steelers and just beat the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football 38-20. to Yeah. It's going to be a tough one for the Titans, but based on what we did last year to them, I think we, it's, we can do it again. I agree. And that was coming off of a really terrible situation where we had COVID outbreak, basically, among all of our players. And they had zero practice time, I think, until... I don't even think they practiced before the game, did they? Um, No. No, they didn't. And they came out. And what was the score from last year? 42 to 17. Yeah. I'd like to see that again. That would be awesome. That would be. And it was an evening game. I remember it. Yeah, it was Tuesday night. Uh, it was the like one of the rare Tuesday night games. And it was the first time they were allowing fans last year. Mm-hmm. That's right. After and not we, allowing them against Jacksonville. Yep. And we were there. Yeah. That was, yeah, it was incredible. But um, I just hope that the Buffalo fans are safe 
while they jump onto their tables in the parking lots. I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, I don't want to see it either, but I, I just, I wish them safety. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they'll wear a helmet. <laughs> then again, it's Bill's fans. I'm not sure. <laughs> so my first key is no line, no shine. The Titans' O-line improved last week, but it could they could use some more improvement, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything needs improvement. Definitely. And with this, this Bill's defense is incredibly physical, but, and our O-line's physical, so that I'm interested to see how that will play out. Mm-hmm. And Tannehill has had way too many green stains on that jersey. Oh, yeah. We so we don't want to see that. No. Tannehill needs more time, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he was taken down a ton against in these last few games. So, yeah, O-line needs to, needs to get physical, and they're going to get physical. My second key is run the ball. We saw what Derrick Henry did last year against Buffalo. Oh my gosh. Remember that? Yep. That was that was an incredible moment. It was incredible. And that's why I think um yeah. I think we need to do it against another Bills player this year. (laughs) I know, because Josh Norman's not on the team. Nope. He's but we're gonna see him again this year at home on primetime against the 49ers. So yes. But yeah, can you describe to our listener who might have missed that last year what happened? Um, Derrick Henry threw a guy into another planet. <laughs> that was literally the stiff arm heard around the world. Yeah. It was talked about forever. It's been made meme. It's been made into posters, a flag, everything. Yeah. It, that was an incredible moment. Um, so yeah, Derrick Henry needs to run down this Buffalo front and, uh, yeah, get, just ball out. Like, not that he hasn't been doing that. He's been amazing. Yeah. And my final key is primetime shine. All right. This is this is going to be an international game. Everyone will be watching this one. Mm-hmm. So the Titans definitely want to make a good impression of themselves on national television. They did it last year against Buffalo, so why not do it again on Monday Night Football? Absolutely. And we have to, uh, what do they say, protect our house? Yeah. We got to do that. Yep. Got to protect this house. I'm here for all of it. I think we're going to do, well, they're going to do their best, right? High five to that. So, listener, if you happen to be heading to Nissan Stadium for the big Monday night football showdown, Titans fans are going to receive blue pom-poms as the giveaway this week. And hopefully those will distract the Bills fans from being able to chant or do anything or shout. We'll just, you know, wave them. A lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the Titans Community Charity Drive is a book drive for Bookham Kids Nashville. And they are a nonprofit organization that provides new, very gently used, um, and like new children's books in great condition from board books to chapter books for ages 0 to 18. And so anybody that's heading out to the stadium on Monday night for the Monday night football game... Be sure to bring some gently used, like new, or new books to donate. And also check out our show notes for more information. Speaking of it being an international game, this week's listener shout-out goes to someone all the way in Laval, France. They listen to our show. His name is Nicholas, and he is a big supporter of our show on Twitter and on Instagram. Wow. And we just want to give a shout-out to Nicholas and for tuning in. Yeah, thank you, Nicholas, uh, for tuning in and tighten up. Definitely tighten up. Be sure to find us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen. Send us a DM where you're listening from, and we might mention you in a future episode. So like we mentioned a few minutes ago, there was a moment from the Bills game last year that stood out as the stiff arm heard around the world, and the moment it happened was captured on film forever, for all Titans fans to remember for years to come. Well, our special guest in the virtual studio is the person behind the lens who captured that famous image. He's one of the most creative visual storytellers out there. He really is, and you know what? The Titans, they really do have a lot of creative talent. We Uh, are really lucky. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, We're really fortunate he was able to take time out of his super busy schedule to talk with us. He's the incredibly talented Donald Page, team photographer for the Tennessee Titans. 
We recorded our conversation with Donald right before the Titans played in Seattle a couple of weeks ago, and we are super excited to bring this to you today, listener. As always, thank you so much for tuning in today, and we hope that you enjoy our conversation with Titans team photographer, Donald Page. This episode is part of my series, My Life As, where I get to talk to people in the sports industry that I think have really cool jobs and share these with my listener. My guest today has a job where he literally gets paid to take pictures all day. He's captured some of the most iconic photos, including the one hanging behind us. He's the, he's the one, the only team photographer and visual assets manager, Donald Page. <laughs> Man, that's a welcome. I love it. Love to be here. Thank uh, you so much for being here, Donald. Yeah, welcome to the show. And th- yeah, thanks again. I'm excited. No, my it's my pleasure. I'm I'm excited to get in here and talk with you guys. So so we met you at the Titans Youth Football Camp at Page High School in July, and that's when we talked to you about coming on the pod. And we're really hyped that you're here with us in the virtual studio. Yeah, no doubt. And and you know, I, it was it was fun running into you. You know, the Titans do a lot of things in the community, whether it's youth football camps, uh, you know, cleaning up after you know things happen. Just it, like whatever it is like the titans try to stay involved in the community um and so it's like whenever the team does something whether it's the staff or whether it's uh the players or coaches or whoever um you know usually i'm there to capture it and that's one of the cool things about my job is that uh whether it's on the field or off the field i get to be there to to kind of tell the story of the titans like everything they do so that sounds really cool i would love to do that i love that you brought it up as a storyteller because that's exactly what i think you are the the visual storyteller there when they have used your photos in like succession it's not moving pictures but the the steady photographs it, it they're just so powerful so yeah we we love your work oh i appreciate that yes we do yeah and that's that's how i that's how i approach the job as as a storyteller so i i I want to be able to uh take the access that i get and the you know the the moments that i am able to capture and and bring anybody else who's uh who gets to to see the photos bring them along and and let them feel like they were there yeah that 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 sounds really cool so we're just going to dive in uh, to the questions. So sure. when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you were growing up? You know, I wanted to be an architect when I was really young. Um, I just thought it was just so it, the design and the process. And, you know, when you see uh, a, when you see a building and it's really cool, like you don't know why, but you just know that like, man, that's a really cool building. And, and, you know, I, I just always want, I just always appreciated the process. Um, and, and, in and going along that journey to become an architect, I found that I, uh, I just loved photography and I played sports growing up. And so I kind of shifted, uh, to, to that direction. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to be an architect when I was probably about your age. Now, did you build with Legos? Is that what kind of led you? Oh, to- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Legos guy. I loved Legos, played with Legos. Last time I was at home, I'm in my 30s now. And last time I was at home, like I like was helping my parents clean some stuff up. And I like, came across like boxes and boxes of Legos. And like we've got sets and we've got just a big, massive box of just like, you know, pieces that don't go to sets because we would build whatever it was. Me and Me and my brother growing up, we would just... Uh, I mean, he, he had, you know, he liked the pirates and I liked the underwater or whatever. Oh, but very like, cool. That's nice. We loved, we loved Legos growing up. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, there was like a rector sets and, and Lincoln logs and other things that were around, but like, uh, you know, I, Legos was definitely my go-to for sure. Yeah. Kason and his brother, Trevin, they, uh, oh my gosh, boxes of Legos, the bins of Legos, like you talked about. And Trevin, actually, he is a builder. He loves to... Yeah, he does. I mean, just lo- coolest creation. So it made me think, architect, that's a natural progression from the Legos. So that's really For cool. For sure, absolutely. <laughs> that proves that Legos are educational. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you use your mind and your fingers and your coordination and Legos. Legos are great. This isn't a Legos ad, but man, I, love, <laughs> I, I still, I would... I would play. I would play with Legos now if I, if, if I had them. So sweet. So, um, did you like sports when you were growing up? 
Oh yeah, my uh, my family, my like my dad. I grew up in another state, and we had uh, you know kind of grew up going to other uh, another team's uh, games. But um, you know, my dad likes to joke with me that his his tickets are older than I am. You know, he's <laughs> we've been we've been going to games my entire life, even from before I was born. So. Um, I just, I've always loved sports. I've always played, you know, played sports growing up. As soon as I was, you know, as soon as I was old enough to play football, like I remember, I remember going out there and and I wanted to play, but my, my parents were like, Hey, let's go check it out. If you want to, we can do it. And then I was, you know, I was like, those guys look big out there in their pads and, you know, running around. I was like, "Ah, I don't know if I'm ready. And so I actually didn't play one year and then I kind of regretted it. And then the next year I was like, okay, I'm ready. And I've been playing, I played football, uh, you know, all, all growing up through high school and, and played, uh, you know, a few other sports as well. But, um, but football was always my, my kind of main sport. So, uh, what were your favorite teams? Ooh, man. Well, I'm from Louisiana, so I did grow up going to saints games. Um, but I, um, I, my parents both went to Louisiana tech, uh, which is a, smaller uh group of five school um in north louisiana and that's where i ended up going because of my parents going there and uh i just grew up really you know loving the bulldogs and 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 watching watching them play you know uh i I always love to brag that um that louisiana tech has an all-time winning record against alabama so they're 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 that's a fun fact people don't know three wins two losses so uh, that's pretty good. You know, I, this isn't a we want Bama situation, but <laughs> <laughs> but it is a fact that is true. So, <laughs> to share the truth, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I was going to go back for a second and ask you what positions you played um, in football. I was a center, so I think when I started playing, when I was real little, I may have been. Uh, I was just always big for my age, so I started off in the line. Um, I probably played defensive line, I think when I was, when I was first starting, but I actually moved over, uh, to the offensive side and I played center because I was fairly coordinated and, uh, often, you know, when I was real little, I was, you know, one of the bigger guys for my age. Um, and fun fact, uh, I, like, I kind of knew who Ben Jones was before I, before I like started working here because, He was the center and he wore number 60. And when I was in high school, like I wore number 60. And so that made me a big fan of Ben Jones. So I, a big Ben Jones fan here. So that is awesome. That's really cool. Now, do you have his Jersey? Cause that I think is a natural step. You know, I, (laughs) as a a staff member, we're not supposed to ask for things, but man, that would be really cool if I got a Ben Jones jersey, no doubt about it. I'm just going to throw that out there for Donald, throw it out in the universe and see what happens. (laughs) It would be special. No, I'm just kidding. It was, uh, I could go buy one, I guess, if I needed it, but. (laughs) You might get a discount, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) And maybe he'll give you an autograph. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. Maybe so. If you know people, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a favorite sport besides football? Uh, wrestling. I, my other big sport, I, I wrestled for uh, nearly 10 years um, and did a little, even in college, I did a little club wrestling and uh, kind of got into that. But I, 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 I was a big, I was a big wrestling, you know, I played football in the fall and then in the winter I played, I, I, I wrestled. Um, and then when wrestling season was over around March, that's when spring football would kick back in. Uh, and then when spring football was over, we'd get a little break and then, you know, kind of summer two days would start back up. And, and it was just kind of a, a year round thing for, for five or six years. So do you miss playing or wrestling? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, you know, you, you never know when the last time that's, that's the funny thing about football is that. Uh, you know, unlike basketball or soccer or baseball that you could just grab some friends and go play, you know, football is a sport that uh, once you take the pads off, you, you you probably won't ever play again. And and it's a it's a real kind of special sport for that reason. And, uh, you know, wrestling is fun, too, but that's that's not, you never really get competitive with it. It's more just horseplay and, you know, messing around with your buddies or whatever. But Getting some aggression um, you, out. Yeah, it, it's hard, it's hard to find a mat out there that you can really get out and and actually compete. So, yeah, yeah. It, uh, two two sports that are hard to 
hard to get back in at, and, and, and you know, as you as you as you retire. So, so um, how old were you when you want when you decided you wanted to work in the world of sports? Oh man, uh, you know, like I said, I, I went to college for architecture, and I had never taken a photography class, um, or, or or I didn't have a camera. I never did anything, but I took an art elective, um, and decided to take some, you know, to, had to take some photography class as an art elective, um, and, and in college. And so I had never, I in, in high school, I didn't do anything like that. And, and, and so, um, because of that, and I was, you know, having, like I said, I did a little club wrestling and did some other things. Um, you're, you just kind of get started when you're getting started, you just kind of shoot what you're around, you know, you just shoot, uh, your friends, if you play baseball, you're probably going to shoot them playing baseball. If you are into theater or if you're into band or if you're, you know, into whatever it is, you're probably going to be shooting that stuff because that's what you're around. And that was how it was for me. I just shot the people that I knew. I was uh, around some athletes and I got to, you know, kind of shoot that sort of thing. And I, I went to my uh, college athletic department and said, hey, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, learn how to shoot sports. Can I help you guys? And they said, yeah, we'll take all the help we can get. So, uh, it was just kind of the door that opened for me and, and, and I just never looked back. So I, growing up, you love sports, you love photography, you put them together and find a job you really love. So I think that's one of the things too, that's cool. We've in talking with different people that we've had an opportunity to have conversations with, um, that it has been where you love the sports and you kind of, you can't really have them or you can't participate in them anymore for whatever reason. And then there's just so many different jobs within the universe of sports. So it's, it's really cool that you can continue your passion, but it's, it's even cool to hear that journey of how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, it's a cool thing. And, and a lot of, you know, the people that I know that do the job that I have, we all have our own, you know, path to how we got there or, people we know or you know how we figured it out or, or whatever it's it's there's no there's no one you know there's no one right way to get into it you just kind of work hard and uh and and keep trying to get better and that's that's the advice that i give to people is just whatever it is you want to do just you know work hard and never never stop learning so that's great advice so um what all do you do as the team photographer and do you have people that work with you or help you out yeah, so it's me, and then there's another photographer. His name's Cameron Faulkner. Um, we kind of obviously we shoot games. That's the thing that's really exciting. That's the that's the thing that gets printed on flags and hung up, you know, uh, right behind you, billboards and things like that. But um, like I mentioned earlier, the Titans are really involved in um, in the community and 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 marketing events and. Uh, you know, other things that, that that require photographs. So we live in a world that everywhere you look, there's an image um, and photographers make those. So uh, it's a cool job to have because everything we do is centered around the Titans, you know, goals of winning football games, but it's way more than just playing football and, and practicing. So uh, we, we stay pretty busy 12 months out of the year. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> But it sounds yeah. like so, it can be. yeah, but it sounds like it's just going to be a different opportunity every time. You're never photographing the same thing twice. I can imagine. Right. I mean the the because of the, the nature of the job is that we have you know things that happen at certain points in the year every every year. You know the season always starts in August, and you know we always the Super Bowls always at the end. You know and. January, February, whenever it is. And, you know, you kind of are working towards that and, and you kind of, so there's a little bit of a, of a, of a cycle to it, but, but even so there, like you said, it's never the same thing twice. Um, I, this weekend, I don't know when this is going out, but this weekend I get to go to Seattle and, uh, that's a stadium I've never been to. So hoping, hoping for a win and a, and a happy flight home. So, um, I hear that. Here's, <laughs> here's another question. What stadiums have you been to besides Nissan? What cities have I been to, uh, or, or stadiums? Yeah. What state cities or stadiums? I'll have a hard time naming the stadiums, but, uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, say Houston. I haven't been to Dallas, been Kansas city, Denver, Oakland, even though they're not there anymore. Um, I'm trying to think Charlotte, 
Tampa, Jacksonville, obviously, uh, obviously Indianapolis, uh, Green Bay, Green Bay. Yep. Last year, Green Bay was the first time with the snow. Um, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota last year. Yep. Yep. I got, I checked a lot off. I'm this year. I'm checking a lot off too. I haven't been to New York. I haven't been to LA. Uh, I haven't been to Seattle. I, um, I'm trying to think, uh, there's, there's quite a few this year that, that I get to check off the list. So I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. That brand new SoFi stadium is, looks amazing. And also, I hope we get to go there twice. Yeah. And uh, another another fun fact: you'll also be vis- you'll be visiting when the Titans head up to New York. You'll also be in New Jersey uh, because uh, the Jets play there, so you'll be in New York and New Jersey. Oh, isn't that yeah? Isn't that funny that they're the New York Jets, but they play in New Jersey? So I know uh, I've been I've been saying like they should just be called the New Jersey Jets and the New Jersey Giants to make just, it a lot easier. Just call them whenever you need them to. That's right. <laughs> But I guess it's for marketing reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're so close. It's it's close enough to count, I guess. So we're going to give a shout out to Cameron who works with you, right? Yeah, Cameron Faulkner. Cameron? Yep, no Cameron doubt. Cameron Faulkner. Shout out to Cameron. When did you start working for the Tennessee Titans? So the first thing I ever shot for the Titans was the draft that happened in Nashville. And I had actually done a couple. I've shot a few Titans games before that, but as a freelancer, and the first thing I ever did really for them was the draft and uh man what a what a jump in head first moment right it was so big and it was so exciting and it, you know there's just so much to be done and uh you know after that the 2019 season and we went to the AFC championship and you know the 2020 we won the division and it's just been I, I started in in you know around that draft and, and it's just been exciting ever since that definitely sounds exciting yeah <laughs> well it's Funny, our timing of our podcast, we started in November of 2019. So we were kind of right in there awesome, with you. Yeah. I know. So yeah. we're getting ready to celebrate two-year anniversaries. Very cool. You're in your you're I've, in your I've third passed, season, right? I've passed two years, but I'm in my third season. Yep. So can you share with our listener what a typical game day looks like for you? Oh man, a game day, those are long days. Those are kind of the big moments of the job, right? So, you know, if it, if the game is at noon, I usually get to the stadium around 7 a.m. Uh, wow. And get set up and get the equipment put together and you're checking your computers and you're clearing your cards and you're getting everything ready to go. Um, getting everything ready because when the players start coming, you know, it's it, it's go time. And there there's, there's tailgating and there's, fan events and there's zip lines and there's so many fun things to do at a stadium that even before the game starts that it's like always encourage people to go out because it just can be so much fun even like before the game ever starts um so we're out there photographing a lot of that stuff and then um you know the players start showing up a few hours before the game and so for, you know for a noon game it's 9 9 30 10 10 30 you know they're they're kind of rolling in and and i'm you know, photographing them coming, getting out of their cars and coming into the stadium, going into the locker room. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of show up at different times, you know, based on their, their schedules and things like that. And, uh, we're shooting, we're shooting that we're shooting the warmups and we're shooting, uh, just all the kind of exciting things that happen around all that. And then of course they go back in and they get all their, their uniforms on and, uh, and that's the smoke and the entrance and all the, those, those cool things with the, and the flyovers and the national anthem and all the all the exciting things that that, that are pregame, uh, you know, it's like one of my favorite moments uh, that just kind of makes me look around and go, man, this job is cool. It is like right before the team runs out, you know, they're 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 in the tunnels. Both teams are in the tunnels, getting ready to run out, getting ready to be introduced, and I'm just standing out on the field, you know, at 60, 65,000 people. You know, and I'm just out there standing with me and a couple other people. You know, that's just one of the cool parts of the job before before everything gets it's crazy and then it gets real quiet, you know, and then it just gets crazy again. And I just it's a really cool moment. So talk about the ultimate hype. I mean, that is just like <laughs> that really oh no my gosh. I can only imagine. We've had the tunnel experience. Um, a couple of years ago yeah, in 2019 years, season. Against Buffalo. Oh, where the fans get to come down and high five as the players. Like, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty epic. And 
Or was it the 2018 season? Oh, it was 2019. Okay, yeah. Very cool. Either way, I can only imagine what you are experiencing, like what you just described. Oh, yeah, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. That's so awesome. (laughs) And I love that you're looking at it too and and saying, you're looking around going, oh my gosh, I get to do this for a living. You know, somebody's paying me. This is so great. Yeah. So um, do you have a favorite moment? Hold on a second. We didn't finish out the game day. Oh, the game. Yeah. I mean, um, of course, the, you know, toe meets pigskin, we kick off and you kind of are looking for those big moments, those sacks, those, you know, big catches, but you're also looking for the, you know, just to photograph the moments in between the moments. So it's the, the, the guys talking on the bench or the guys, uh, you know, kind of huddling around and, 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 and game planning and, you know, hyping each other up and getting excited and, you know, you're photographing all that. And, and hopefully it comes down to uh, a win and you get to run out on the field and get the coaches shaking hands and the players hugging each other. And, you know, then you get to go into the locker room and, you know, they're, they're celebrating because they're, they're grown and this is their job, but man, they get excited and they're so happy when they win. Uh, So you get to go in there and photograph that. And then you get to, you know, if you're, if you're at home, hurry up and get those photos out and so social media and whatever can we can get those those photos you know out to where people can see them or if we're on the road we got to hurry and pack up so we can get to the bus and you know fly home and yeah, it can be really hectic but it's just you gotta have you gotta stop and take those moments and remind yourself man this is cool you know so uh so that, i mean that's it for a game day. then i get to come home and hopefully just uh relax the rest of the day and if it's a noon game i get to watch a little football in the evening and if it's uh, if it's a primetime game, uh, I just hope I get to bed at a decent hour. So Right. Yeah. And do you wind up working on the flight home if it's an away oh, game? Oh, yeah. Every, oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, almost every flight I've been on, you're trying to get ahead of it and take that time. You know, some of those flights can be, some of those flights are really short. So there's not much you can get done, but some of them are really long and you can get a lot of work done. So I'm always working on the flight on the flight home. That is really cool. So do you have a favorite moment or photo from the epic season the Titans had last year? <laughs> well, well, I think it'd be pretty obvious that <laughs> my favorite photo is hanging right behind you. Shout out to DJ Fast Nasty, by yes, the way, for DJ creating Fast this Nasty For printing a photo that, yeah. <laughs> that I didn't know about. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for my royalty to check Fast Nasty. Exactly. Um, and a flag. <laughs> and the flag. <laughs> Uh, it would be hard to pick another moment because there are times as a photographer, I've been doing this for 15 years and there are times when you are working and you're photographing and you're, you're just, you got your head down doing the job and you go, did I just see what I thought I saw? And you look back at the pictures. Cause now with digital, you can just flip right back. And I look back at the photos and I go, I can't believe that just happened. And that was one of those moments, man, that stiff arm, you know, uh, obviously everybody's talked about it, but it was just unbelievable. I mean, that's the cool thing about the job, right? Like you see what I saw, it's hanging right behind you. You know, like everybody gets to see what I saw and that's just so cool. So I, that, that certainly was a moment. There were actually a couple of really nasty stiff arms last season that were overshadowed by the one where you just throw them in the next week. Um, but, uh, you know, there was some, there was some Jeffrey Simmons sacks and, you know, there, there are just, there's just been a lot of really cool moments um, that I've shot, but I, last season, last season's got, I mean, it's gotta be that one. So. Yeah. Can you, we haven't really said what it is. Can you just kind of describe it for us in your own words? Well, this photograph hanging behind. Yeah. I'm, so like, there's a whole sequence of them, but the one that's like behind you, you know, Derek Henry has just stiff armed uh, a bills player, Josh Norman in, into next week. And you see him, like, I remember the moment, like, he, he kind of gets a, 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 a toss out to the side. And you always love that as a photographer because you're like, oh, finally, like, he gets, a, he gets out to the side because it's a nice, some nice clean shots with, like, not a bunch of people right in front of you or behind him or whatever. It's like, oh, oh he gets out to the side and it's like some nice clean photos. But then you just see those eyes and you see him look. And he picks up his arm and you go, and I, and then because I'm looking through the camera, I don't see Josh Norman. I just see Derek getting really excited about something. And then all of a sudden a Bills player comes in the frame and he just throws him. (laughs) And, and I, 
and normally when I'm when I'm photographing, like I can't, you don't see the whole picture, you don't see the whole body or whatever. And uh, you know, I see the Bills player like from the waist up, and then I see his whole body, and I was like, he just his whole body was in the frame, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. It was so it was so unbelievable to be watching and looking through the the lens and seeing what I saw. Oh, without a doubt. It and one of my favorite comments was from Taylor Lewan when he went over to Derrick Henry at in the, during the game. So he threw him in my. He's up in the suite with my wife. <laughs> that was awesome. And then we just found out that he's so funny. Oh, he's so funny. But um, that Josh Norman is now playing for the 49ers. Is that right? Oh, yep. I couldn't tell you. I don't yeah. follow other teams. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, according to someone, Ian Rappaport, or I don't know, it's been a few weeks, maybe, but um, I think he might be calling in sick when when they play. <laughs> I don't know. He might pull a hammy right before yeah. the game or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When they play here at Nissan Stadium. I, uh, most, most athletes, most athletes, uh, you know, would probably, they, I, I would expect him to come ready to to try and get some revenge on that. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think he'll have much luck, so. No, I don't think so either. That is so great. We love that. That was awesome. So I want to thank you so much again for taking the time today to talk with my mom and me. It just means a lot. And again, thank you. Dude, you guys are awesome. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're so happy you're here. But (laughs) before we go, Uh I have three questions. I ask each guest. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What what advice would you give your 12-year-old self? Ooh, wow. My 12-year-old self. Um, man, I just to always just always work hard. Um and and to whatever whatever you decide to do, just give it a hundred percent. That's good advice. Um was there a mentor or teacher that really inspired you when you were growing up? You know, it's funny because you'd expect to be an art teacher or something like that with me being a photographer. But I just remember my math teacher, Miss Zeno, when I was like in in uh, first or second grade. And, uh, you know, it's like she made math fun. And I just uh, like I just remember her. I don't know where she is now. You know, I, I haven't I haven't talked to her or seen her in a long time, but I. I just remember like enjoying that class because of her. Um, and I think that's definitely, definitely got to be it. That's that is awesome. so great. I, I mean, shout out to Miss Zeno, wherever she is. Yes, wherever, wherever she is. Wherever she is. <laughs> shout out to Miss Zeno. But you, you know, to, to have that educator, you can look back on and say, man, I kind of really enjoyed that. And she made it um, so that you could probably understood it a lot better because she For made sure. it so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, that's really cool. But you and you do use math and photography. Oh, oh my gosh. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. So my final question, this one has stumped some people. Pizza or steak? Steak on the pizza. <laughs> that that doesn't count. Oh. Oh, he's on, okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, I mean, if it's a good steak, you can't beat it, honestly. You know, I'm a medium to medium rare guy. You know, I okay. I, I hated steak growing up, and I and I always I still I'll t- I've told my mom this, but she always cooked it well done, and I just always felt like I I always hated steak because I didn't like it well done. And once I learned how good steak can be, I just never looked back. So I do love pizza. I eat it way more often than I eat steak, but uh, you can't beat a good steak. You cannot. Where is your favorite place to get a good steak in the Nashville area? The Nashville area? Well, I'm, I, I, you know, it's been tough because I moved here right before the 2019 season. And then as soon as it was over, it was 2020. I went on a vacation with my wife. And as soon as I got back, there was a tornado. And then there was COVID and everything shut down. And I have not had a chance to, I've been to a couple steakhouses, but I haven't really, I haven't really been to a place that I could really say um, that that's my favorite place. Uh, so you're still on the quest. I'm still on the quest. So if anybody's got any recommendations or gift cards, let me know. 
<laughs> shoot them out to you. Let and me know. I so want to know where yeah. the good place to go is. <laughs> and that was going to be my question is where can people find you out there on social media? Social media. So my my social media handle is at Donald P. Page. So D-O-N-A-L-D, and then there's a P for my middle name, and then P-A-G-E. Um, and so you, I'm, I'm most active on Instagram because, obviously, photographer, photos. Um, I, I, I tweet a little bit, but uh, I, I mostly watch TikTok, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not... Terribly addicted to TikTok right here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm terribly addictive. I, I, don't, I don't make them myself, but I do enjoy watching them. I make them about them, our dogs so. or the Titans. I don't watch TikTok. But it's so educational. Oh Oh my gosh, there's so much out there, but that's okay. You don't have to be on TikTok. I don't watch it. You're most likely to you're most likely to find me on Instagram. Okay. I'm more of a YouTube guy than a TikTok guy. Right now. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so going back to the pizza real quick though, this is very important. What kind of toppings? Very, very very important. Yeah. And this is a hot, hotly debated uh, subject, but I'm a ham, ham and pineapple guy. I was going to guess pineapple. I love pineapple on my pizza. And it's sweet and it's savory at the same time. Yeah. It is absolutely meant to be on pizza, no matter what anyone says. Ham, actually, I actually have come to enjoy ham and chicken and pineapple. Oh. It's a, it's a little extra... You know, with the meat and ham and pe- ham and pepperoni, it's any you know pretty much anything. But as long as it's got the pineapple, absolutely every time. Jason's shaking his head. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for those who disagree. No, I... I'm sorry though. You you you. I hate that you can live in a world without pineapple on your pizza. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. I think that may be why you and Nate are friends. Oh, absolutely. We'll split oh, one. He, his answer was pineapple and ham on a pizza. Oh, at 100%. He and I went to Slim and Huskies a few days ago, and we both... He got spinach, trying to be healthy, didn't get that, but we both got ham and pineapple. Nice. Next time, throw some banana peppers in there and see Ooh, what you think. I'll try that. I'll try that. Yeah, because I'm with you guys. I like the, the ham and the pineapple. Mm, so. I love it. Yeah. Sorry, Casey. <laughs> it's fine we all have our different tastes <laughs> absolutely and that's okay even if they're bad <laughs> oh, okay all right taking the high road here <laughs> it's been such a blast to have you with oh, us so today thank you for taking the time and um we will have a link in our show notes for people to find you out there love on it. instagram and I have to ask the question, what is the P? What is what's the P initial for for your middle name? What is it? It's for Paul. My dad it's my dad's name. So Oh, that's Donald so Paul. cool. That's awesome. Donald Donald, shout out to your dad. Shout out to my dad. And your mom. And my mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't be here without my parents. Exactly. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on and uh have a great rest of your week and tighten up. Tighten up, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Tighten up. <laughs>